If you haven't been following what's been going on in the real estate lawsuit against the participation policy in the clear cooperation policy the lawsuits against NARS and a couple of real estate companies. If you haven't been following along, this is the episode for you. This is episode number two in the series where we're going deep into what is happening and educating you on all the things you need to know to stay abreast of this. This can affect buyer agent commission. That is kind of the target here. And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. This is the How To Real Estate Podcast. We are your host, Kyle Lindsay and myself, Jeremy Smith. Kyle, welcome to episode um, number two for this topic, but we're probably on like 15 or 16 now. Hopefully at least. Yeah. Yeah, we are. It's like 15 or six. I think it's, I think it's 15. 15 maybe. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. It's either 15 or 14. One of the two. Yeah. Not important. Not important. <laughs> what is important is what the hell is going on with this lawsuit, man? Yes. What's going on with this lawsuit? So in the last episode, if you guys didn't listen to it, you need to go back and check it out because there's a lot of good information on the history of this mm -hmm. lawsuit. What's going on? where commissions started, why we are, where we're at with these lawsuits, who the players in the game are. Mm -hmm. And in today's episode, we're going to go into the implications. Yeah. What does this mean for listing agents, for buyer agents, for homeowners? Um, and, and what can we do about it? What should we be doing now to preempt whatever happens? Because remember in the last episode, a settlement has been reached. Right. Right. At this point, we don't know what that settlement is. Well, we know what the money is, is eighty three and a half million dollars. But the companies that reached the settlement say, hey, we agree to change our practices. Mm -hmm. We don't know what that change looks yeah. like. So one of the many companies being sued right now. So like Jeremy said, there's a bunch of companies being sued. Well, anywhere, just one of the companies. I know it's a weird name for a real estate company, but anywhere who owns uh, Coldwell Banker, Century 21, Sotheby's, not Sotheby's. Yeah, Sotheby's International, Better Homes and Garden. They own a bunch of different real estate companies. They've settled. They're the first to settle of many of the, the defendants here. And they settled for $83.5 million. So the potential payout here is in the billions. And they're the first to settle. The big thing that they did is not just pay out and settle, but because we expect most of these people probably to settle. That's just the way these big cases usually go. Yeah, make it go away. Throw some just money Just make at it go it. away. But they yeah. said they will be making changes to their practices. Yeah. We have no idea what that means yet. Hopefully when the settlement actually hits the courts, we get some more details with that, or maybe they come out in the next couple of months and tell us what those changes will be because yeah. I'm interested. Heck and yeah. all of y'all really should be too. Um, these cases could have huge implications to how buyers, agents, buyer agents get paid, how our commissions are paid out, and possibly even the removal of some of these policies that NARA has put in place. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be crazy. And once some of these big companies announce their changes and implement them. It's almost like the other folks have to do the same. Right. Even if it's not law, right. you know, it just becomes common practice. So yeah, if you guys aren't paying attention, you, you need to be. Mm -hmm. If you're not subscribed to this podcast, you also need to be. Need to be. So- It's probably uh, the biggest mistake you've made in your real estate business this year. Yeah, yeah. So do that. <laughs> do that and, and do it now if you want to get better. Yes. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Help you guys get better. No judgment at all. So- We've gone through a little quick recap of what this is. NARS being sued, really the two big policies are the clear cooperation and the participation policies. Definitely go back and listen to our last episode. We want to talk about the possible outcomes. What could happen with these cases? And then we want to go into what can you do right now to get ahead of these, these possible changes and improve your business? Hopefully make it bulletproof when this happens. Hopefully, you know, we don't know what's going to happen yet, but yeah. depending on what these changes look like, 
there are some actions you can take right now to help make yourself a little bit more, more prepared. Yeah. So if you're like Jeremy and you're a prepper, this is the episode <laughs> for you. This is the episode for you. Buy a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> buy food, buy water. You never know. You it's may, happening. You may need it. You may need it. So, I mean, it, it's impossible to really predict the outcome of this. Right. Now, there's some things that are probably more likely than others. Mm -hmm. But from my experience in life, like no matter how hard you try to predict the outcome based off of all the data you have, it always ends up being something that you never thought. Right. Like, oh, man, I didn't see that coming. Or a combination of things, mm -hmm. you know. So um, we're going to run through a few different possible scenarios that, mm -hmm. that we can think of that you're probably thinking of as well. And then we're going to get into it, to how to stay ahead. So my favorite possible outcome is nothing changes. <laughs> yeah. All these, these cases are dismissed and NAR wins all their lawsuits and we just go back business as usual. And we don't have to worry about any of this. We just keep yeah. dealing with the, the state of the current market with its interest rates and low inventory. And we just get through that. Yeah. Do when it rains, it pours yeah. right and right now. The, <laughs> the real estate market is, is good for those folks that are out there getting after it, doing more work, putting in more hustle. It's bad for the folks that don't have those those habits. And there's right. way more that don't have those habits than do. So people are struggling yeah. right now. So the last thing we need is a, is a huge change to the compensation right. plan. And there's just tr a trickle effect mm -hmm. that, that can go on with that. So my, my hope is that nothing changes and everything just stays the same. And we keep on operating as usual. Well, we we know that that is unfortunately the least <laughs> one of the least likely options because anywhere has already said they're going to make changes. So yeah. we're, there's going to be something at least that we're going to have to deal with. Yeah, I'm pie in the sky. Yeah, in denial. <laughs> we'll <laughs> let Century Twenty One Coldwell Banker make their changes. We'll stay business as usual. <laughs> right. Yeah, you guys make your changes, pay your settlement, and right. uh, and move on. But yeah, you're probably right. It's probably not not likely that's like going to happen. Scenario number two, I think, is also very unlikely is that buyer agency goes away because sellers are going to stop paying for it. And we all know buyers probably are not going to want to just start forking over thousands of dollars for a transaction. So buyer's agency just goes away. And all of you people who are predominantly buyer's agents, well, you're going to have to get a second career. Yeah. And and how does, you know, I'm just curious on how that even looks. Because, you know, you, you take a listing and you have a set commission or whatever it is, like mm -hmm. not set is in the fact that that's all you can take, but you right. agree to the commission, right? right. So 5%, 6%, 7%, mm -hmm. let's say it's it's one of those numbers and you agree to, to cooperate with another brokerage and you tell the seller, hey, we're gonna give this percentage of mm -hmm. this commission mm -hmm. to the buyer. So really the seller is, in my opinion, and is maybe wrong, so, you guys don't crucify me in the comments, <laughs> but I don't think the seller's paying it. I think the the listing brokerage is paying it. Correct. They're charging the seller a fee, and then they're splitting that fee however they want to. And the seller has to agree. That's why it's in a listing agreement. Right. So what stops the industry from saying, okay, look, we're going to take that out of our listing agreements, mm -hmm. and we're going to um, charge a commission, and then it's up to us right. if we cooperate. I think you're onto something big here because I think there's two main – thoughts here that are probably inaccurate. So one is the thought of all these sellers, why they're suing because they felt like they were forced to pay a buyer's commission. Right. Well, if you listen to my history of commission, it has been 6% for a very long time. And it has been 6% because it was a lot harder on the agents when they first started that had the listings because they sat at the open houses all day. 
They had to attract the buyers. They had to work with the buyers. They had to get everything under contract. That's where buyer's agency came from and why the cooperation made sense for everyone is that if a buyer's agent can bring you a buyer who is willing and able, meaning they're pre-qualified, they already have their, their lending in place, they're ready to buy, we all agreed that it was worth paying that. Right. And what's under attack now is, I guess, is the, the fact that they feel forced to pay that. Mm. I believe that the, the thought process here is when we say that we don't have to pay the buyer's agency commission, that all commissions are going to drop to 3%. Yeah. I don't know about you, but if I have to start doing a lot more work again for each of my listings, my commission is going to go up to four or five or maybe stay at 6%. Yeah. And I'm, you know, maybe I don't have to share that with a buyer's agent anymore, but if I'm doing a lot more work all of a sudden, because I buyer's agencies, buyer's agents aren't nearly as available or out there or anything anymore. Yeah. Why am I going to keep my commission at 3%? Right. Right. If I, if I have to procure the buyer, represent the buyer, do all the paperwork. Right. Yeah, it's going to be 6%. Right. You know, so another rabbit hole to go down to with that, like if you're, you're agents like us that actually do a lot of business mm -hmm. and now you have to do the whole transaction, well, that requires you, if you're going to stay at the same level of production, now you've got to hire more people. Right. Right. So it may not be a buyer's agent, but it's going to be a, an assistant. Right. You know, maybe it's a licensed assistant. Maybe it's an admin person, but now you've got salaries. Right. Right. So there's just, there, there's a lot that can come of that. It's interesting, man. It, it's right. it's definitely interesting. So I, I, I don't, yeah, like you, I don't see buyer's agency going away altogether. No, I, I think that's not a super likely option. However, I think, it's, I mean, assuming that these, I mean, anywhere's already said they're going to change. I think there's changes coming down the pipeline. Yeah. Yeah. And that could take a lot of different forms. And, and, you know, warning here, there's going to be a lot of speculation about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we don't know if any of these changes are going to happen or what it's going to look like a year from now. It, we could be completely off or we could be spot on. Yeah. So do, please don't, again, don't, don't, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts in the, in the comments, but what we're saying right now is not a prediction. It's just speculation. <laughs> <laughs> this is all going to come true yes. by November 6th. <laughs> 2023. Okay. My side is speculation. <laughs> Jeremy is 100% factual about what's going to happen. I'm a time traveler. <laughs> I'm a time traveler. I've got the almanac. That makes so much sense now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a horrible time traveler. I paid no attention. Because <laughs> I can't predict shit. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, you would have bought a different... Which which crypto should I buy? Like. <laughs> If you're a time traveler. Yeah. I would have done things a lot differently with crypto for that's sure. Hilarious. Yeah. That's <laughs> all right, man. All right. I okay. feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> so so what do you think, man? What are your what are your thoughts on how buyer agent compensation is going to change? All right. So if we go down this rabbit hole and we start thinking, well, if sellers are no longer forced to compensate buyer's agents just because they listed the MLS. There's going to be a lot of people that don't. They're going to immediately jump on that. They don't want to. Yeah. And now, I think the key here is they're not forced to. They still could. Right. So, and I think that is going to be the crux of this is just the option not to. Yeah. But here's what we we all know is that, unfortunately, not all buyer's agents take their fiduciary responsibilities seriously. Yeah. And so they will filter or not even show houses that don't offer a certain level of commission. So I think those people might start getting out of the business, uh, to be honest. I, they're going to be part of the crowd. But I do think we're going to start seeing a lot more either low compensations or no compensation listings. I think they're still going to be the minority, though. Yeah. Because most people want to sell their house. 
It'll and, be interesting to see how, how the builders react. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's a lot of homes that are, you know, pre-existing homes that are selling in new construction communities. Mm-hmm. The builders have a lot of inventory and, and those other homes are trying to compete with the builder's incentives. Right. So that would be interesting to see, like yeah. if you stop offering commission to buyer's agents and then how does that work with your competing with the builder? Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think, I think that is going to be fascinating to see because our builder is going to stop paying agents. We even saw through the craziness in the pandemic when builders had lines out the door and we had bidding wars and auctions and all this sort of stuff and wait list. We all know, especially in our areas, the builders that immediately try to cut agents out and the builders that stuck with the agents. Right. I think you're going to see the same trend. Yeah. Those builders during that time period that try to cut us out probably will do so again. Yeah. If they don't have to pay us, they probably don't want to. They Because they think in a savings mindset, and if you hadn't listened to one of our last episodes about building wealth, we know you can't save your way to wealth. No. Will they still be successful of some sort? Probably. I mean, they have their own marketing firms, their own sales teams. That's fine. But we do know that cooperating with people will always end up in a better result if you do it right. Right. Uh, so in the builders that that stuck with us and even still offered the full full compensation, I think you're going to see them double down in some ways. I think you're going to see them still continue um, agent plans. They know that if we we talk to a lot more buyers than they can. Yeah. And I think they're, they're going to stick with us. And, and so we bring them more buyers. Yeah. That's my, that's my thoughts. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I, I man, I, I would think that would be a smart play, but I'm biased, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope they do that. Right. Um, but what I think really is that no matter what changes come down the pipe, this is a big industry. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of smart people in this industry. And I think we're going to see some adaptations mm-hmm. no matter what happens. We're going to, Take some time, I guess, to kind of learn it. And then eventually I think we'll see some adaptations to, oh, augment, I mm-hmm. guess, to augment whatever changes occur. And, and I think we'll see buyer agents that will have their their buyers technically paying their commission, but right. they're going to be more aggressive on their seller concession requests, mm-hmm. right? So I think sellers will, will have a negative impact on that. Of course, they don't have to agree, it, agree to it, but if every single buyer is asking for right. seller concessions, you know, it, it, it will be what it is. The mm-hmm. same way the sellers aren't paying buyer agent commission now, you're gonna have to deal with that. I think maybe lender credits mm-hmm. will come into play somehow. You know, I think maybe the lenders will have to figure out some way, you know, to, to work with agents that are buyers because they get a lot of their business right. from agents that represent buyers. Man, it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. So I know there's a few Changes already being talked about where I know I I don't know who's doing the lobbying at this point, maybe NAR, maybe someone else, where buyers agent commissions could be wrapped up in a loan. Okay. Because right now you can't do that, especially with FHA, VA loans. Uh really none, none of the loans can you can wrap that into the property value and the loan itself. But we're I'm hearing rumblings that that's being talked about mm. because obviously a lot of buyers, they can't afford our commissions. Yeah. They already have making the down payment, the closing costs. Um, you tack on another, you know, seven to twelve thousand dollars maybe for agent commission, and all of a sudden they can't afford the house, especially your first time home buyers, your lower income buyers, they can't afford those commissions unless it's wrapped in the loan. Dude, I'm sure this somebody's probably out there thinking about this. If not, I'm about to probably give away a bunch of money. <laughs> um, but I would imagine we would see, like you know, they have payday loans. Mm-hmm. 
I would imagine we'll see like very low interest commission loans. I think there's going to be some really interesting changes there because yeah. if a lot of people are opt to not offer a buyer agent commission, but people still want to use a buyer agent, well, now we can offer financing maybe for that outside of the home loan. Right. Right. Um, we take ahead. credit cards. If you guys, <laughs> you guys swipe, we'll, we'll, we'll get the little thing out and you guys swipe the credit card. We'll, yes. we'll take credit cards. Take credit cards, uh, cords, credit cards, <laughs> gold, silver, yeah. Bitcoin, um, however you want to pay us. Frequent flyer miles. <laughs> <laughs> you can name it. EBT. <laughs> we'll rock with you. Yeah. <laughs> we may have to. Yeah. <laughs> Meat of the month club. I don't care. Just pay me some way. <laughs> Stakes. <laughs> oh um, goodness. Work at the house. We'll barter. Yeah. You know, we may need to do some bartering if you're a concrete guy. I've also heard some grumblings of some other new services that might pop up. Now, a lot of us have heard of limited service listings, right? Yeah. Where flat fee and we'll do the minimum we have to do to represent you. I've heard of something very similar with buyer agents now. Okay. Like where like an Uber for for opening doors where you can have someone come out and open a house or, or show you a houses or two, but they're not really your agent. Yeah. I think some of those services are already starting to pop up. Like Redfin. Kind of. Yeah. 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 Just kind of a at, at need type right. of a thing. Right. It's crazy, man. And then, you know, while we go down these rabbit holes and all these new things come up, it, it also lends to the thought of quality of service, mm -hmm. professionalism, knowledge, like uh, just so much wrapped up in this, man. Right. So what would you say would be some ways for agents to, to start planning? I know there, there's no way to be 100% sure on your planning, right? right. But what are some, some things that we can start doing that would help us no matter what the outcome of these cases are? I think first and foremost, we need to start expecting our clients to pay us. Hmm. Uh, and this is a tough one for a lot of us because yeah. we have operated for a very long time in Whatever the seller's offering, we will accept, and we're never going after our buyers for commissions. And this is, it, it's kind of the norm for most of the agents I talk to and I hear about. Now, not everyone does this. A lot of people are starting to shift to this model. And so two big things here is first, if you are an agent right now claiming your, your buyer's agency services are free, you need to stop immediately. Immediately. Um, stop saying that. Your, your services are not free. Now, what most of us are saying right now is we are being compensated by the seller. Right. So, you know, we charge this amount and we're compensated by the seller. And in the state of Texas, in our contracts, it already says if the seller doesn't meet all what we're being, what we're charging. So let's say I put 3% in my contract, sellers offer two, and my contract says I can already go to the buyer and get the compensation difference. Well, right. almost all the time I'm telling them, don't worry about it. I'm not going to charge you. Yeah. Well, I think it's time to start changing that. I agree. And I, I think agree. we need to start talking to our buyers about, the fact that our services are valuable, we bring a lot to the table and we need to be compensated for that. So if, if for whatever reason, the, the transaction we, we choose, whether it's from a builder or a for sale by owner, or just a seller in the MLS, not offering that full commission, whatever it is you charge, they should be making up that difference. Yeah, I agree. And if they can't afford it, we've got a company that we can loan them the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see previous comments about all the ways you can barter with us. <laughs> For a small fee, we could we could help you finance the, the yeah. commission. But yeah, I agree, man. I, I agree. I think there's a, it's just mindset around all that. You know, we have been conditioned to, you know, hey, our services are free or you don't pay us anything. And right. a lot of times we feel like that's our value. 
Right. You know, the value we're providing is a free service. Right. Well, really, that's not value at all. Right. right. That's just something free. There's mm -hmm. no value in something that's free. Right. Right. So we got to really change our mindset around that and be willing to have that conversation. Uh, yeah. hundred percent. I mean, it, there's a reason why a lot of times listing agents are, I'm just going to say it, they're better agents is because we have to have those conversations with people about commission and payments. Mm -hmm. Whereas buyer's agents, their whole pitch is that you get to use me and you don't pay anything. Yeah. Yeah. And if, and if you can't demonstrate enough value to earn your commission, this is the time to really start thinking about how you can do that. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's huge. And I would say like another thing that people should start doing is learn, learn to be a listing agent. Nah, they don't need to do that. <laughs> Not in DFW. Nope. Don't you freaking dare. Anyone outside of DFW, you should learn to become a listing agent. Yeah. And if you're actually, if you're one of our agent partners, um, we will teach you yes. how to become a very effective um, listing agent. But if you're not one of our agent partners, we won't teach you. Just plan. <laughs> we'll give you whatever we can. But uh, you got to subscribe to the channel. You got to follow us. I mean, you got to hook us up. I mean, if we're going to hook you up, yeah. you, I mean, you it's, need a, to it's a pretty low ask. If just yeah. subscribe to the channel. And if you can know any other agent or anyone else that might get some value of this, share our podcast. Yeah. Please help us grow. Yeah. That's it. And, and that could that could earn you tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars on what we teach you on how to how to do listings. So I would say, yeah, learn to be a listing agent, put yourself in the driver's seat, mm -hmm. right? This may even affect listing agent commission yeah. to some extent. You don't know, but if you have the listing, mm -hmm. you have more control over what's going to happen. Well, think about what we talked about earlier in this same episode. If you can master getting the listing and this does happen and you can start charging more for your listings, mm -hmm. you could potentially benefit from this and actually make more down the road than you are right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Think about you, you become the listing agent. There's no buyer commissions. Okay. Right. Well, you charge more for your service and then you hire some folks mm -hmm. and some virtual assistants and they, they get very good at the paperwork and now you're just making more money. I mean, think about it this way. A lot of us, and sorry if this is triggering for some people, but a lot of us talk about having to deal with a poor agent on this side of the transaction. Well, all those people are going to, if this happens and like we're thinking, all those people might be out of business yeah. and you may not have to deal with them anymore, <laughs> but you got to take on the buyer and yeah. help them get through the process in a way that benefits your seller. So for sure, you may be doing a little bit more work, but it actually might end up being easier. Yeah. And just to clarify, it has nothing to do with them being poor. It has to do with the way they operate because they have commission breath, yes, right? Yes, it's because yes. they need that commission to close <laughs> and they're like, so thirsty. Yeah. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean poor financially. I just meant bad at their job. <laughs> Other than you would have said broke. Broke, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, well, I mean, they might be poor because they're bad at their job. That's not, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that, I mean, meets the same thing, man. I, I heard poor and they didn't have money. For sure. But maybe they're the average real estate agent. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, a lot of them are poor, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if that's, you know, all the income they have and some of them are like that and no judgment, we've all been there. So, um, so yeah, so that's mine. Learn to be a listing agent. Go dominate at that. I think if we take that even one step further, go back and listen to episode seven through 10, Ooh. where we talk about how to dominate a neighborhood yes. and become a farming listing agent, farm an area. Yeah. That's, that's the end game is create a predictable listing machine. Yep. And you don't even care what happens to buyer agency commission. You'll just roll with it. Maybe hopefully charge more down the road when, you know, you can, you can do that and just have some fun with it. Yeah. Those are some of my favorite episodes to you guys. So if you guys haven't listened to those, mm -hmm. go back and check them out because yeah. they're fruitful. Yeah. There's a lot of really good tactical detailed information in those episodes. Yeah. 
Yep. So, man, changes are coming. We don't know where where we're going, mm -hmm. right? All we know is that we have to adapt in some form or fashion. So keep your eyes open, yeah. right? If you don't see what's happening, there's no way you can react to it. Be open-minded. Mm -hmm. Be nimble and quick. Don't sit on the changes and cry about them, right? Once they happen, you're you're in the boat, mm -hmm. dude. Like, start paddling. Like, the seas are rough. Don't cry about the rough seas. Start freaking paddling so your boat don't sink. Yeah. Get after it. And put some things into in, into play. You know, you, you've got to take action, especially when things change, when there's big changes. Don't get lost in the emotion of it all. Just act. Take action. And if you take only one action after listening to this episode, leave us a review. I'd love to get a, a five-star review from you guys. It helps us grow, as everyone knows. And, you know, I'm just – that very simple ask, if you only do one thing, please leave us a review. Uh, whatever platform you're watching this on – um, thumbs up, five stars, whatever it looks like. I'd really appreciate it. Heck yeah. Matter of fact, we haven't got a review yet, have we? I mean, I've left reviews. <laughs> I asked my mom to as well. <laughs> oh my God. If you see good reviews, it is only legit. Good yeah. Reviews. <laughs> yeah. All of our five stars are legit. Yes. They've been earned. But I want to say like, if, if you do leave us a review, let's just like do a drawing or something. Okay. Like from now until the end of the year. Today is September 7th, I believe. Right. So from right. now until December 31st, like everybody who leaves us a review is going to go into a drawing and we're going to give away something that's going to change your business. Ooh, I like the sound yeah. of that. Yeah. We're going to give away something that's going to change your business. I've got some ideas. Okay. I don't want to put them out there, but it's going to be very, very valuable and it'll, it'll be life-changing. Ooh, so well keep listening so you can get more details on what that will be yeah and uh thank you for joining us yeah thank you guys for listening hope this was helpful we'll see you on the next one peace